So the knowledge of God equips you to operate God. That is to operate in God. And we found out some spectacular things about the Holy Spirit. That Jesus said that the Holy Spirit will, he will be our counselor. He is the spirit of truth. Uh, from John 14 and John 16, he went on further to tell us that he will tell us what is to come. And not only that, he will testify about Jesus. And we recognized last week that the Holy Spirit is always willing to testify about Jesus. In testifying about Jesus, he will tell us, take from what is Jesus's, and he will bring it to us. And we recognized, therefore, last week, that the Holy Spirit, in testifying about Jesus, he gave gifts to man. One of the astonishing things that, that must never leave your mind is that I showed you in the scripture, in the book of Acts 10, 38, how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth and how he went about doing good. All right. And um, that scripture says he went about doing good and healing everyone that was under the power of Satan because God was with him. And then I showed you from the book of John 17, how Jesus said, as the Father has sent me, I have sent you as well, verse 18. And not only that, we look into verse 22, when Jesus was saying that the glory that I received from my Father I have given to you. Therefore, we went into the book of Mark, chapter 16, verse 17, to see. When Jesus said, these signs will follow all who believe. In my name they will cast out devils. And I showed you in the Bible, deliverance ministry is a ministry of a baby Christian. If you call it a ministry, to cast out demons... Is just the right of every Christian. Anybody who got born again right now can cast out any demon, no matter how big, how large, wherever he lives, whether it's uh, water or air or space, doesn't matter where he, is, he claims to be. For the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And those who are born again have been given the custody of the authority of this world. All right? But over the years, a good number of Christians have been deceived or deluded because they think. That um, it's only some people who can co command demons to leave and stuff like that. But I showed you in the scripture when Jesus himself said, These signs shall follow all who believe. And when Jesus said, All who believe, I take his word for truth because he says the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of truth. And Jesus spoke by the Holy Spirit. And if he says, These signs will follow all who believe, it means that anybody who really believes in him has the sign. But what we, what, what, what we tried to establish last week was that you cannot pray those things. And I showed you about the gift of the Spirit. But last week when I was showing you about the gift, I spoke about the gift of signs and wonders and healing as a team. And you began to manifest it. Because you prayed for the sick and they were healed, isn't it? Several of them were healed. And I have Brother Wally here. Is that not Brother Wally? That is Brother Wally. Stand up. That is the man who went the second day to Northampton and he prayed for a woman who, you remember I showed you the photograph on Sonny? A woman who was uh, on the floor because she couldn't walk because she had been having pain. And this brother prayed for him, for her, and she was healed on the spot. All right, brother, while you sit down. What happened was that I told you, look at him, look at him. Evangelist Wally. Hallelujah. <laughs> I, you know, I told you, Brawale will tell you his testimony sometime, because I don't want to share his testimony. But something I saw in God and the Holy Spirit is this. The Holy Spirit led a woman to him 
Because I told you that when you wake up in the morning, pray. That Father, bring across my path people you want to save today. Bring across my path people you want to heal today. If you religiously do that each day, God will bring along your path people he wants to heal. And you will pray and he will heal them. And also, God will bring along your path people he wants to save. And he will create the opportunity of this question that will lead them to salvation. But many believers don't understand that it's so easy like that. For whatever you seek is what you find. But Brother Wally has come back with the results because he prayed in the morning. That Lord, Apostle said we should pray for that you should lead us to somebody. Lord, lead someone to around my path that, that you want to heal. But when he met the lady, there is something that will help you understand how Holy Spirit is a master planner. He brought him across a lady who has a habit that he had before from where Jesus delivered him. And the habit was smoking. The lady had the pain, but he didn't have pain. But the, the, the similarity between him and the lady is that they, they both belong to the group of smokers. And so the lady now asked him for lighter. Who do you think made the lady ask him for lighter? Holy Spirit. Because he has asked the Holy Spirit, lead me to someone you will heal. So Holy Spirit made the woman to ask him for lighter because he was still thinking, how can I minister to this woman, you know? Because in England, because of all our laws in England, they have almost outlawed Jesus Christ and those who want to pray for the sick. And when sometimes want to pray for the sick, Especially if you are too learned about all these um, laws and flaky stuff, you will be thinking that, what about if I, if I lay hands on her and somebody pull me over? And what about if I'm charged for assault? What about if I'm charged for unlawful touching? And if I'm, touch, if I'm charged for unlawful thinking? All manners of stuff like that, you know, <laughs> if there be. But he, they went through his mind. But he now thought, that, look, let me go and help this woman. Okay, so from lighter, cigarette lighter, oh, then he said, yeah, I have an opportunity now. And he said to the woman that, look, I've stopped smoking. What? You stopped smoking? That's not possible. All right, it is possible. I know someone who can stop you from smoking. He stopped me. And he said he found that it's an opportunity to share about his senior brother, Jesus. Now, if you look at this scenario, I want to take you through some few things tonight. How Holy Spirit is always willing to manifest. And how we also must be connected with the Holy Spirit. You recognize that the, the, the bottom line of everything last week, God dealt with your mindset. Isn't it? It's your mindset. Okay? For you to operate God, your mindset has to change. Now we have received power. Somebody will receive power, what should his mind be full of? Use it. Use it. Amen? Come on, now I can hear you. Let me say that I want to thank uh, brother, what's his name? The one on the mixer now. What is his name? Brother, eh? Be? Brother Femi. Femi. It's Femi. It's brother Femi. Oh, I'm happy you didn't call him Femi. <laughs> because one of you on two Saturdays ago was going to introduce a king a, of Nigeria. And he says, uh, the Onipairu of Ipairu. 
on a pyro of a peru. <laughs> Only peru of a peru. He called on a pyro of a peru. And she's a Yoruba girl. So, for you not to call Femi, that, that's interesting. You are very close home, man. <laughs> you know, Brother Femi, I mean, I appreciate your, your work on that, on that um, console. Because I listened to the, to the program on television, and when people answered me for the first time, your microphone that is omnidirectional is speaking the whole voice. And thank you for that. I thought we would give him a hand. The Bible says that when someone does good, you should praise him. Okay? I appreciate that because I will listen to the message like you do. Maybe you haven't even gone to the television to watch since I spoke to you yesterday. Okay? I have watched the sermon twice of yesterday because I need to hear too what God was saying to us. That's why the fact that he spoke it through me. I don't know everything he said. I have to learn from what he says through me. And so, what am I saying to you? This is it. Haven't they got, you know, after the Holy Ghost came in Acts chapter 2? I want us to see what happened thereafter. And that is what must happen with you. Hey, I said that is what is happening right now. (laughs) Hallelujah. After receiving power, what do you do? Move. Because power changes motion. That is the basic fundamental definition of power. It changes motion. A static object receives kinetic energy when a power hits it. And then it propels into movement. Isn't it? So you are on the move right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> what happened to them? The first thing that we looked at was that after that happened, they went to the upper room. where uh, They went to the, to the synagogue where they always go. And we saw how in the synagogue, you know, Peter and John met the, the cripple at the beautiful gate. All right? And they turned to that cripple and said, look at us. Now, in the scenario of the healing of the beautiful gate, there is something spectacular, which we will recognize in the scriptures. What is spectacular about the beautiful gate? Peter said, look at us. And when they looked at Peter, expecting to collect some money, Peter said, silver or gold have I not. But what I have, you now I give you. Isn't it? And then what did he say? Don't give me that kind of reading today. I'm sure that some of you have broken your fast since yesterday. So that you are not uh, getting to the weary land now. What did he say? Has that happened before? Before in the, with the apostles? No, it hasn't. After Jesus' departure, no miracle. They just went and prayed. After Jesus borrowed them the power, they went and came back. Nothing happened thereafter. Eh? He lent the power to them. But now after the Holy Ghost has come and Jesus had departed, something happened to them. They woke up to Mark chapter 16, verse 17. That Jesus had been telling us that you can do the things I did. 
And if Jesus now is no more and we can't manifest Jesus, we are finished. Do you know, I told you yesterday that the mediums have been approved by the police commission as, you know, a party, as parties. People will direct the police and tell the police where the criminal is or how crime happened and all stuff like that without really, I, I, will, I will wonder how their representations will not be challenged in the court of law. Unless the court, the principle of law is changed. But whatever the case may be, for now, either you like it or not, they will be given police information. Amen? And I said to you that, uh, do we pray against them? No. If the police, if the police could go to the mediums and then inscribe mediums as partners so that they also are police, because they become armed of police, and when police want to do investigation, they will take them along so that the witches and the wizards and the mediums are giving police information, intelligent information, they call it. And then the police will follow the intelligence of uh, what the devil is saying to look for somebody. Do you know what's going on? The devil is saying to the church here in this country, <coughs> where are you? That's what the devil is saying. Where are you? Is it not the church of God that the police need to come, home, come to? But then for them to come, you must be a seer. Who will see and tell and describe, and it will be so when they find it so. So it is a challenge to God's people. And I think the, it's high time we got out of our slumber. That is it. That is the reason for the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost Convention. So that we will manifest. When Paul and when Peter and John saw that Jesus is gone, they recognized that if we cannot reproduce Jesus, then we are hopeless. Somebody here needs to be wind up in his spirit. Anytime you have an opportunity to pray for the sick, that if I cannot manifest here, I'm a hopeless man. Somebody had to go to the, to the drawing board again and seek God with all his heart. That if I can manifest as a seer, then the police will not have to go to mediums. Someone has to say to God, Lord, we had enough in this country. Here am I. Give me the eyes of God that I may see. Give me the mind of God that I may understand. Give me the lips of God that I may speak forth. That is why this challenge should work in us. You know, I know very well that in a short time, those mediums will get born again anyway. And they will drop all those stuff and they will follow Jesus. Revival is going to hit United Kingdom like never before. These are the kind of things that provoke God's people back to the drawing board and faith will arise in them and then revival will come. We must get to a limit to wake up. And this is the limit. Do you blame the witches for it? No, they are doing their own job. <laughs> Hallelujah. And then we got to get up and do what Jesus said. And this is the situation of Peter and John. So they went to the man and said, Look, man, we don't have any money to give you, but what we have you take it. And before the man said yes or no, they said, In the name of Jesus arise. When they said that, and the man had received the healing because he had responded. But he was too sluggish to get up. They pulled him up and left him and the man started running. 
And when the man started running, the whole place went inferno. Now, do you know something? These people gave us the bedrock of their action. In verse 12, it says, Peter says, when Peter saw this. Now, let me read from verse 11. While the beggar held on unto Peter and John, all the people were astonished. We have to do astonishing things. In the name of Jesus Christ, what will make you do it? Have you received the power? Yes. What do you need to do it? Faith in the name. That is it. Nothing but faith in the name. Not faith in yourself. Not faith in your ability. Not faith in your capability. But faith in the name. So when they came around, it says when Peter, verse 12, saw this, because they were going to idolize them, he says, he said to them, men of Israel, why, do you, why, why does this surprise you? Why do you stare at us as if by our own power of godliness we had made this man work? Excuse me. Many times that you have to minister, is it not because you always look at yourself? Mm-hmm. Because you always look at yourself and look at how godly you are. Hello, somebody. You are looking at how godly you are. Godly, godly. (laughs) And some of you will look at the fact that, oh man, I love these scriptures. Some of you will say to yourself that, oh my God, I don't think I'm worthy of this. Oh, I wish apostle was here. I wish apostle was here. Hello? Oh, you see, I wish Ben Hinn was here. Oh, you see, God, you see, this one is too much. It needs a high anointing. Is that what some of you say? Come on, let me say this to you. How do I operate to get people healed? Faith in the name. Not faith in this man. Your godliness does not amount to the power in the name of Jesus. All right? You and I have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The wages of sin is death. But there is the gift of God, which is eternal life. 6.23 of Romans. Therefore, listen to me. One of the, the talents of the devil is to make you feel that you are a sinner. And that God will not answer a sinner like you. Whenever you want to ask God, he will try to remind you of all the blunders you have made to intimidate you. But don't you know, simply you tell him, yes, even my sins did not disturb my salvation. Jesus did not come for the righteous, he came for the sinners. And you need to reply that thought in you. If Jesus, the blood of Jesus could save me, regardless of my sin, then he will listen to me when I call his name. And then you go to that situation and say, in the name of Jesus, right? Because now your faith is in the name, not in your righteousness. You know, yesterday God told me that somebody had a problem with the urethra. And I said, how can I say this? (laughs) And I saw the the bacteria or whatever that's eating up 
the person and, you know, the pain the person had gone through. I saw the person win and blood came out. I said, how can I say this? But then I said to you that, well, let me say it, isn't it? You know why I was saying, why, why, how can I say this? It's not because I was afraid, but I just felt that someone's, you know, that part is a private part of everybody. And, you know, in, when, when it comes to my private part, I don't expect, I, w- I would not find it easy to speak about. But when I said it, on the spot, the person had been healed. And the person came to me and said, Apostle, I am the one. I came, I've been having this for a few days, and he said to me that, look, I'm the one. I had it for a few days, and I came here today with it. I don't know why, but it's excruciating pain when I go to pee, and I, you know, blood come. I know there's, you know, there's exactly what the Lord described, but he vanished. He went to the toilet after ministering. He felt something in his body, went to the toilet before I announced it. Because I've had it, but I was saying that, God, what are you talking about? How can I announce a thing like that? Are you with me now? If I kept it to myself, God will not be glorified. So sometimes we have to put away sentiment. What you cannot do when you have the word of knowledge pertaining to something that is private to a person is for you to say that you, this is what God is saying about you. If you have problem in your back, in your, in your, in your neck, in your limb, mouth, yes, I can say yeah, you, you are the one and this word, and we, that is gone. But when it comes to something that is personal, Holy Spirit does not, does, does not um, disregard, um, you, know, um, you know, someone's, um, you know, <laughs> he, he, he respects people. That's what I'm saying. He does not derogate people. Holy Spirit doesn't do things like that. But the person was healed. But I'm saying to you, there was a time, let me, let me help you understand this. It, the Lord told me that somebody was having a, a, a skin problem on the neck, a new cross. I'm saying this because I want you to know that you have the power ready, but how do you operate? Take away your eyes from you. You and I, not righteous. All our righteousness, feel the rag. It doesn't mean that we are reckless sinners. We are not either. At least you saw Brother Wally now. He was a smoker. He doesn't smoke anymore. How can you be smoking into the temple of God and Holy Ghost inside you, you are choking him from breathing. You know, when you get born again, you don't do things like that. Someone says, I'm a born again smoker. I, I can't understand that. He hasn't read that somebody lives inside that you are choking. You, 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 you lock all your doors and smoke up yourself whether you can breathe. So whatever the case may be, you know what I'm saying to you is this. Take away your eyes from yourself and put your faith in Christ. And when the Lord told me that that person is here who had uh, this stuff, I said, person, you stand up. And you know, people don't always to, like to stand up. Though this is just something that it can happen to anybody. And the person refused to stand up. And the Holy Spirit said that she had, she, her skin was grafted about two weeks ago. And he was taken to the laboratory. She's waiting for the report. And the person didn't stand up. And then the Holy Spirit said that the person is here. Yes? I'm sure you ministers remember that day. And then the Holy Spirit said that, uh, that lady, you are the one. She's coming to the church for the first time. And the Holy said, you are the one. She, she put on a scarf to cover the neck. Because the scarf was big there. Okay? And they have grafted part of the scarf. And I said, you are healed. She went this way. She removed the scarf. 
All the scar vanished. Vanished. Oh, she said, oh, ha, he's gone. He's gone. How could a man hear and speak? Especially without thinking that what about if it is not? It is because you have faith in the name. Not in you. You and I are nothing. But he is the one. The son of the living God. You know something with the Holy Spirit? He is always there to glorify the son. So whenever you operate in the capacity of the son, he makes it happen. What does the devil want? He doesn't want you to even think that you are equal to the son. That you are the same. Because we are both sons of God. Romans 8, 29. Alright. Those who have been foreknown have been predestined to be conformed to the likeness of the son. So that he may be the firstborn among many brothers. So if he is our brother, he is no more son than we are son before the father. Really he was sent as a son so that he can redeem other sons unto glory. And everything God had given to Jesus, he had given to everyone who believes in him. The reason why Jesus never failed was that he believed in the Father who sent him. His faith is in the Father who sent him. You and I must believe in the name, in the name, in the name, in the name. So Peter said, by faith, no, go back. Before this, before verse 16, go back to the verse I was reading before. He said, when Peter saw this, he said to them, men of Israel, why does this surprise you? So, signs and wonders should not surprise Christians. If one of us performs a miracle, it should not make him a star. We are only functioning as a normal human being. No, normal spirit being. <laughs> Hallelujah. Just like you know, that's just what you are supposed to do. So, if God speaks all the word of knowledge through me, raising the dead and crippled work and blind see, am I superior to you? No. I'm not in any way. <coughs> I'm not. But you see, the, 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 the order of things in the church have changed. People have worshipped those who, I think you get some, give me something quick. People have worshipped those who operated in the gift. They have idolized those who operate in the gift. Let me say this to you. Every member of the church must respect their spiritual authority because the command of God. God placed us in the authority. You are not respecting us because we cast that devil, we raise the dead and stuff. You are respecting us because of the anointing that was put on our head. When God pronounced us as your pastors or as, you know, your leaders, are we together now? It has nothing to do with our performance because we don't perform anything that just represents you before God. Now, therefore, if we operate in healing, I can say this on earth today among many ministers because, I mean, by the grace of God, I've seen miracles across the board. I've seen blind see, I've seen lame walk, I've seen dead raised, several deads. All right? Taken to heaven, seeing Jesus, seeing angels. And yet I'm telling you that it is nothing. It is nothing. Those things that God had done through me and has given to me does not make me more than you or make you less than me. What I want to see in Christ with Tabernacle Church and churches across the globe is every one of you do everything that I do. Because Jesus Christ who myself told me that. He told me that. 
If, if the disciples could not perform like Jesus, Christianity would have been dead in their time. If I die physically now and go, does it mean that my work here will die? Come on now. But you don't have to wait for me to die before you manifest. Manifest now! And you can. That's what I'm telling you. Really in this church, when they bring me people from the, on the wheelchair, I will be telling you, come and pray for them. And I expect you to just speak in the name of Jesus to the cripple and walk away from him and then he runs. You will be sure he will run. I, has, I had a crusade there sometime that I took some of you out of my crusade. Usually you go with me. I don't know what this is for. Water. <laughs> All right, because sister gave me the tissue, I'll use it. Now, listen to me. Now, listen to me. I took you guys out on crusade, and many of you will be going with me from next year. We are going wide in this city. You know, all these foreigners coming from, uh, uh, you know, Syria. They need Jesus. That's why Jesus opened the doors of Europe for them to come. We will quickly attack the area and get them born again, get them filled with the Holy Ghost, and they will go back to their nation and they will, they will send the devil out of their coast. It's Satan that is messing up in those areas. And the Bible says, if my people that are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and will repent from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and I will what? Heal their land. I love it. Second Chronicles 7, 14. But let me say this to you, therefore. So we have a duty to go to France and evangelize them. We have a duty to do crusade from next year in Paris and do crusade in Germany. If if these people can be trooping in, we can also go there and get their cripple working, get their blind seen. We can cast out devils from people, get them saved. And a new move can begin. And then when the people can communicate with Jesus directly, some of them, Jesus will tell them, go back to where you are running from. Before you know it, they, they, were, they were sent out in fear, but they will come back in faith. And before you know it, the devil will be chased out of their territory and they will possess their land back because there is prophecy of Isaiah concerning Syria and Egypt and Israel. He said there shall be a highway from Israel to Egypt and from Syria, from Egypt to Syria, it shall come to pass. Egypt, my firstborn, Assyria, my secondborn, and Israel, my thirdborn. 19th chapter of Isaiah. This has to be fulfilled. I am seeing all this shifting of men from nation to nation as God playing chess. Hallelujah, somebody. I can't see the hand of God moving men, you know, all the problems that is happening over and allowing those problems to happen, but moving them into the place where they will see the light. The light is here, it's here, it's here, it's here, it's here. And it is you who will go. As I said, I'm a businessman. Carry your portfolio in one hand. Carry Jesus on the other hand. I'm a medical doctor. Carry your portfolio in one hand. Carry Jesus on the other hand. If you use your testoscope to test the heart of somebody, and you see that the heart is full, take your hand and lay on the head. Let the heart be repaired. So that the person will need to go for dissection. Excuse me. To put a hand on the back of somebody. If doctor is testing you, and doctor just put his hand on your shoulder, and you will be happy and thank God for it. The doctor put his hand on my shoulder. Hallelujah, somebody, God. This is the doctor. <laughs> and the doctor put his hand on your shoulder. Inside him, he's saying, Father, in the name of Jesus, I bind the devil in this person. I command miracles to happen. He doesn't need to open his mouth. But out of his hand, because the Bible says you lay hands on the sick. He didn't say you will speak to them. Hmm? 
When a doctor takes away his hand, something went through you, the body of the patient and everything. Gone. And the patient who was seen in excruciating pain. Hey, I don't know what's happened. I'm okay. I'm healed, doctor. I'm healed. You touched me. No, it is Jesus. Someone says that the medical council does not permit it. We must create problems for the medical council so that we can go to court and those of us who are lawyers can make money. Hallelujah, somebody. Because if you lay hands on somebody and the person was healed, and they checked the medical record. Formerly he was sick. Now he's healed. And the medical council said, you have done what is illegal in the practice. Then we go to court and define what is legal for medical practitioners. The purpose of medical practice is not to heal somebody. Now if this man can heal somebody without using all the conventional ways, ah, things started truly he has done good, man. Oh, yeah. Don't be intimidated by all those thoughts. Put your faith in the name of Jesus. Someone say, what about if it doesn't happen? After all, you didn't open your mouth. You only sprayed inside. Yeah. <laughs> so what's your problem? You didn't open your mouth. You prayed inside. <laughs> what's your problem? Now what about if it didn't happen? What told you it wouldn't happen? So, when, when brother, what it, brother um, Wally prayed, he said, Jesus Christ, glorify yourself. He didn't, he didn't say, heal in the name of Jesus, like someone like myself would say. Or pull the legs and stuff like that. You know, in our own, in our own position now with God, we have, we have been doing all this stuff with Jesus for a while. Sometimes we just pull the, the pinning leg or take the stick and throw it away and then push the person and the person is running. But you don't do that. <laughs> but why he never did that? He just said, simple prayer, Lord Jesus, and Holy Spirit glorify the Son. Isn't it? That was the teaching. And say, Lord Jesus, in your name, I pray that this prayer. A person be healed in the name of Jesus. And it happened. Okay? So when I took some of you out on the crusade, what happened? We, had, we encountered, uh, we went to the crusade in a village in Nigeria. Very fetish village. They call them the Igbiras. And this, is it Igbira? No, 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 no. Is it Igbira? Yeah. You see, these people... When, they, when people die in their culture, they would, they would dig a cylindrical hole and bury a dead man vertically. Okay? He can't fall down because the hole can only take the dead body. And whoever digs the hole must die. Hello? So those who dig the hole will be so fetish, they will be so mystical in Satanism, so that when they are under the hole, digging the hole, they are doing all the chanting and incantations so that they will not die in the hole. And so those who take the job of hole digging are very diabolical, okay? Because you go down, you have to come out. Or else you die there. And so, I was told about this practice and I said, okay, let's take the battle to the, to the, to the heart of the city. In the tribe as well are Christians, but they are minority. And you know, you know, the witch doctor made more money or the mediums and stuff and stuff there. So when we got there, I have been warned that, oh, these guys are, the, 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 you know, because they are so fetish, they are so demonic, they are so, you know, satanic power, they will tempt you, they will test you, they will, I don't care. You don't have to preach Jesus or Satan to attack you. We are walking on the streets, he's attacking you already. You are sitting down quietly and peacefully in your office. He's attacking you already. So to tell me that, oh, if you go to preach to the witches, they will attack you. It's stupid. What do you think I'm looking for? I'm looking for fights. 
as long as it's not physical fight, because I cannot stand in the court. <laughs> I won't be accused of battery or occasioning, uh, after occasioning them and stuff like that. But if it is demons, I can wrestle. No one to take me to court. There is no court that sits over demons except heaven. We got there. But while we were coming on the way, as Pastor, Pastor Dakwa was driving my car, you know, these guys, they, they, they use hurricane. They send hurricane to one another to attack one another. And hurricane will come in and then destroy the house, destroy the person. Some people, hurricane will take them and they will vanish. So when we are coming, as my, my car was driving on the expressway, the hurricane just landed in front of my car. Hmm? And Pastor Dakwa said, he doesn't care. He said, this is Apostle's car. He drove into the hurricane. It was on a top speed. And I've told my folk, don't panic. Look, you should not fear death if you are born again. If you die, where are you going? Come on, say it loud. I don't want that kind. Do we have headquarters people here? Where are you going when you die? Aha. You know, this is the cathedral people. Cathedral people, where are you going when you die? I thought you would say heaven, please. <laughs> Cathedral. Cathedral. Listen to me, Joe. <laughs> Which one you did? Don't listen to me. So for us, for us to die is gain. We don't, we're not afraid of death, especially when we're on the mandate and the mission of heaven. It is heaven who determines who dies and who lives. So whatever the case may be, as pastor was driving through the storm, every car all around the express motorway stopped. And people put their hands on their head and he hit the storm and he passed through. The next car behind Pastor entered the storm and the storm picked up the car like a paper and rolled it like this. And flew that car to the other side of the motorway and facing and coming back. And people were shouting, ah, the one shouting Jesus was shouting. You know when there is danger, those who don't believe in Jesus, the first name they shout is Jesus. Agnostics, you remember? Jesus. Nothing happened. So we got there. And when we got there in the morning, I took the ministers, all the pastors. I have to teach them to distune their mind. Because if they have to operate in the night, they cannot operate with the, all these beliefs. They have generational curses and demons here, devil dead, and ascribe power to, to a fallen being. So I had to what teach them. The true Christianity. Jesus said in the book of Luke chapter chapter uh, uh, 10, verse 18, I saw Satan fall like lightning. He said, I've given you power over all the powers of the enemy, and nothing of his by enemies will want hurt you. I had to teach them the word first, because they have told everybody in the area, bring all your sick people to the meeting, and where the devil is, you have a lot of infirmities. Because which doctor will afflict people so that they can come to them for healing? Then they will take one away and give them another one. So, whatever the case may be, <clears throat> this will happen eventually. Suddenly, <clears throat> I will talk to them in the morning about the healing power of Jesus and what I'm teaching you now, how to operate the power of Jesus. Faith in the name. Not faith in yourself. Faith in the name. <laughs> yes, it does it. And then in the evening, the Lord said to me, don't preach here tonight. And while we were going to the crusade, we saw blind people coming like that. You know, totally blind. We saw a man with hunchback. And the hunchback is like a pyramid. 
Because, you know, when people have hunchback in Africa, it's really hunch. It goes out like a pyramid. And they were all coming like that. Coming like that. Bring my water. Don't worry for cosmetics. Just open it. Don't give me tumbler. Thank you. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Do you permit me to take some water? Come on, man. Yeah? That's my Johannes. Okay, hold it for me then. She's one of the Johannes. It mustn't fall down. That would make sure, I, it, it, will, it will give me confidence that you keep awake throughout. <laughs> so whatever the case may be, I think we're getting too hot now, roasted up. Yes? So reduce the heating. Now, what happened there? And these folks were coming. And all the pastors were happy. And they were telling me, Apostle, how we're going to see excitement today. God will heal many people. I said, yes, he will heal many people. You know? And then at the, uh, a few minutes to the time, the Lord said to me, I shouldn't preach. And I said, come on, guys. I'm not going to preach here today. They said, ah, what about all these blind people? I said, what did I teach you? You think I healed them? You pray for them. <laughs> he said, no, apostle. I said, you pray for them. I said, who will preach? I told the pastor, pastor I said, you preach. I taught them in the meeting in the morning. How you preach in crusade. It's different from church. You teach in church. You preach in crusade. 15 minutes, 20 minutes, you finish your preaching and let go move. And you concentrate on Jesus and the miracles of Jesus. So that salvation is what you strike in crusade. So I said, you preach. He said, what should I say? I said, say anything. At the end of the day, just call, give altar call and pray for the sick. So, and then I told him, all the people who came with me, Line them up, let them minister to the sick. Alright? So what happened? He preached. I took my, my gun to the car and I was driven away. He preached. And then, while he was preaching, the sick people started coming out without being called. The hunchback man was outside. The blind, another blind, and all manners of sick people were standing there. <laughs> the cripple and stuff. So, now they are standing. So when it was preaching, they are coming out. They, start, they stood there. So after he finished preaching, he said, now we're going to pray for the sick. And he said, all the ministers and all our members, CFT members, should file in. And one of the CFT members was just born again six months in Abuja. Sister Tawada. And she stood, the person that she stood in the front of was totally blind. You know, a blind person who the black, you know, the black you have in, in the center of your eye, what do you call it? People. The black, you call it people. Which people? <laughs> it's your pupil. All right. Have you doctor? Uh, pupil. Now, pupil, 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 pupil. All right then. So, black is the black one. Whatever the case may be. <laughs> and the sister said, she held the hand of this blind and said, Oh my God. Oh, right. Jesus, please, if you will, please, please. <laughs> she was crying. And the man said, I can see, I can see, I can see. She said, You, you can see? <laughs> the man said, I can see. Now they looked at the eyes of the man. 
the black has become black because all the white was gray. The people was was um, like um, ash color. All right, and the whole white was gray, and the eye bulged out. But now, when she was closing her eyes, crying in the name of Jesus, crying in the name of Jesus, she had pop on the face and brand new set of eyes. Not bulged, normal, better shaped. The man was shouting through the sticky way. I can see, I can see, I can see, I can. He was running all over the whole place. This woman healed me. And she was, oh, can you see? Hallelujah. God will do the same thing with you. That tells you, and I know by our power or by might is the name that makes the difference. So when the other guy who is praying for the hunchback saw the blind saw, now he said, in the name of Jesus, the bunch went boom, and the man straightened up. And healing began to take place because Jesus stared the water and others received faith. And the place was flooded with healing. They came back to me where I was staying. Apostle, they were giving testimony. I said, thank God I was not there. So now you know it is not Apostle. It is the name of Jesus. It is not Benny Hinder. It is the name of Jesus. There is no man under heaven who heals. But the name of Jesus Christ. And it is so, the name of Jesus is no more potent in anybody's mouth than other people who believe in Jesus. You only need to put your faith in him. I don't believe in some people who say that all Christians cannot operate in such. It's not true because Mark, Mark, Mark um, in the book of Mark 16, Jesus says, you will lay hands on the sick and they will heal. He didn't say that I say give. No, he will, you will lay hands on the sick because you are born again. Those who believe, they lay hands on the sick and they be healed. But it's different from the gift of healing in 1 Corinthians chapter 14. It's different. You may not have the gift. I have the gift of healing. Alright? But let me tell you something, how I know when the gift of healing is operating. Most times, those of us who operate the gift of healing, we operate by faith first. Many miracles you see is by faith. But when the gift of healing comes, you will, when, it, when, when the Lord tears it up within you, you will see a staring inside you. It's like somebody just becomes a superman instantly. And at that time, you start to operate. When you operate the gift of healing, people will see it. Every sick be healed. Every sick will be healed. I've seen that a lot in my meeting. A lot, I can tell you many testimonies. And those of you who have been out with me, you will, you, will, you will agree with me on this. But put the gift beside you and the name of Jesus. Everything, the gift of healing, you can operate in healing. Signs and wonders, you can operate in signs and wonders. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Without having the gift of signs and wonders. All right? You can operate in prophetic without having the gift of prophecy. Because prophetic we saw encourage huh? edify and strengthen. Okay? It encourages, it strengthens, it comforts. Alright? Now if somebody is sorrowful, if I, if I quote a scripture to that person, that has to do with comfort. I have comforted the person. Sometimes I will quote a word of God. You will quote the word of God to somebody, and that is the solution he has been looking for. In that word, he will hear God. So, in prophetic, I taught you, I didn't have time to dive into that a lot in this uh, last program. You have 
two dimensions of prophetic. You have prophetic declaration, and then you have prophetic um, utterances. Okay? Utterances will come by the Holy Ghost without you involved. You will just be saying things you don't know. That is utterance. But declaration comes by your word, the word of God, out of you. Or you speaking the word of faith to somebody, and it's exactly prophetic. I will get in that. So, whenever we pray, most times and we quote the word of God and then we pray out of the word, it is prophetic declaration. But when God begins to you know, tell you your life, your past, and your problem and the solution, that is utterances because that you cannot access it without the Holy Spirit. So, all Christians can operate in prophetic declaration. But when you have the gift of prophecy, you can operate in utterance. I would together. Bottom line today is that look, you receive the power. Tell somebody, I receive the power. Say it again, I receive the power. I have received the power. Don't let the devil cheat you. Go manifest. What about if you pray for the sick and it's not healed? Is it your business? Come on now, is it your business? Did you pray in your name or your father's name? Just tell the person, I prayed for you, the Lord will do it. Just go thank God, the Lord will do it. And if the person can act on faith of what you have said, it will happen. We have seen people prayed for and they go healed days after. A blind man in Lancey, I prayed for him and I told you his story. And his registered handicap in England here. And he, you know, everybody was healed and he said, I cannot see. When the Lord said he will heal everybody because the unction to heal was present. And I told him. And I said, you go sleep and wake up and say thank you, God. And the man said, okay. He went. The fourth day he woke up and he said, thank you, Jesus. Because, thank you, Jesus, for healing me. Thank you. That's what I said. should say. And he came back and told the wife, I can't see. And the man said, did the pastor tell you to, to do that once? He said, just go. You don't know. Keep doing it until it happens. So the following day he got up and he went through to, with his telescopic rod. You know, thank you, Jesus, for healing me. Thank you, Jesus, for healing me. Suddenly he saw the cab. Then he saw the grass. He lifted up his eyes. He was totally healed. He threw the telescopic rod away and ran into the city of Lancet, screaming, I'm healed, I'm healed. Days after. So, let me say this. Do not let inaction <clears throat> discourage you. Yours is to speak. It is his own duty to testify. Yours is to speak. It is his own duty to testify. Now you are going to speak. Know this. Jesus said, whatever you ask in my name, you receive it, but you must believe it. Isn't it? Uh, uh, uh. We are going to make some declaration right now. I say, Jesus has said, whatever you ask in my name, you receive it. Correct? It says, why do you stare at us as if it's in our own power, godliness, we had made this man walk. Look at 16 and 17. Go to 16. Shall we read it together? Uh-huh. Did you see that? What gave the man complete healing? 
Faith in the name of Jesus. Faith in the name of Jesus. Faith in the name of Jesus. Look at verse 17. Let's read verse 17 together. Continue. Let me say this to you. Every suffering you go to, it is God who permitted it. It's to shape you and bring you to destiny. Hallelujah, somebody. Every suffering you go through, God permitted it. Because he uses that to bring us to fulfillment. I love it. Look at the next verse very quickly. We soon finish this now. What is it to them? Uh-huh. Keep on reading it. No, 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 no. You know something? Go, go to that verse 19. <clears throat> it says, repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out. And then? So I can't understand somebody who says I'm born again and the devil is chasing me. <laughs> I can't understand it. It's because you have not really been shown Christ. You only had musical reciter. Say after me. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it didn't come from your heart. There is no repentance in your heart. Salvation is not confession. Salvation is somebody first coming to repent of all his blunders. Somebody seen himself in a state that, you know, what a, used, what a hopeless man I am. Okay? And I found hope in somebody. His name is Jesus. My righteousness is useless. I'm a bad boy. Lord, help me. If you don't have that experience, you're only professing Jesus. You haven't repented. And we have many of such in the church. <clears throat> you heard Brother Wally's testimony. When he got saved, he couldn't go to smoking anymore. You will hate your sin. And you will seek righteousness. That is salvation. If you haven't got that encounter, you are not born again, man. No. Somebody had to be convicted of by the Holy Spirit. Jesus says so. 16, of, 16 chapter of, of um, um, uh, uh, John. You have to be convicted. It will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. So that's what says repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out. That times of refreshing may come. Times of refreshing will come when you repent. Absolutely. If you do anything and you're in any issue, if you can repent of those stuff, God will refresh you. Because if, if, if God does not, then repentance is useless. If there's no change, there's no transformation in the life of a man. Who said he has repented? Then it means that there's nothing about repentance. Not, nothing about salvation. It transforms you. Absolutely. Ah. I won't talk much about this today. Tomorrow we may be. Okay, very quickly. And that even Jesus. The next verse. He must remain in heaven. The next time. The next. So, 
and that is Jesus. Yes, the next one. Did you see that? Is that not John 3, 17? The next one. Then the next one. Uh Uh-huh. You see, this is where we know that Jesus was the one referred to when God spoke to Abraham. Okay? The seed mentioned is Jesus. Now carry on. Alright, go to verse 40. Ah, what is this? Chapter 2, verse 40. Shall we read it together? Yes. And verse 42, don't forget it. Now, devote yourself to what I teach you. I received an email today. Let me read this to you because we'll pray now. Oh, I didn't know that my time was gone. Sorry. I have to stop talking now. Stop talking. But let me read this email to you and then you make a proclamation over your life. Something we go home with you tonight. Amen. Look at this was sent to me by our... Uh, what do you call them now? As Dickness Rose, the head of the social media. Good day, Apostle Williams. I am from Trinidad, the Caribbean, and since the Lord led me to your ministry in January, my life has become completely challenged for God every day. And then she put little, little, little. I want to thank you and mommy. For your tremendous obedience to our Lord, words cannot describe my complete love and appreciation for your ministry. The next one. I watch all your messages on the tube, on the YouTube, and diligently follow and seek the Lord for continual wisdom in following Him. One thing I have adopted from your teaching is keeping prayer at hours of prayer. Personally, and since I've started, I must say, I cannot stay away from prayer. I am addicted, and the Lord has been gracious to me and opened my eyes little by little to see and grow in wisdom in Him. I do pray for you, and the CFT indeed is a gift to the body of Christ in this end time. Thank you sincerely, F. Duncan. This was sent to me by Dickness. Where is Dickness um, Rose? Where is where Dickness Rose? Is she up there? Is she with you guys up there? 
She's the head of multimedia, social media rather. She sent this to me. They monitor the Facebook. Now you know what I'm saying to you? Devote yourself to what I teach you. Hallelujah, somebody. You and I must operate Jesus. Jesus says, if you have faith in me, you do the things I've been doing, and greater works, and greater works, and greater works, and greater works, and greater works shall you do, because I go to my Father. Let's rise upon our feet. I want to begin to make declaration over your life right now. Begin to use your authority over your own life right now. Say something about your life. Make declaration over your life tonight. Right now, right now, right now. Whatever you say to, to depart must depart. Speak, speak, speak to your life, to your family life, to your wife, to your husband, to your children. Speak in the name of Jesus Christ. Begin to make utterances, things that will happen to you. Whatever you declare, that will be in the name of Jesus. Putting your faith in the name. Use the name. Use the name of Jesus Christ. Whatever you want God to do for you, say it, say it, say it, say it. I'm going to minister to you, just pray with you right now. Lift up your voice and make declarations over your life. Begin to quote the scripture, Isaiah 14, 24. The Lord Almighty has sworn, surely as I plan it shall be, as I purpose it will stand. Begin to declare against everything standing in your life contrary to God's purpose. Speak in the name of Jesus. Speak in the name of Jesus. Yay! Yay! Make declaration this month, next month, month after, what will be of your life. Jesus is coming sooner than you think. The shaking of the nations has already begun. Oh, sovereign Lord, the hand of mercy of God is upon the earth. Whatever you speak in the name of Jesus, Holy Ghost will make it happen. Holy Ghost will testify to Jesus. Remember to pray for your parents if you see God's son. If you are jobless, ask God about job. Now, 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 now. Malera bomba seke bronde boba shobra Declare concerning your future. Make declaration over your household, over your children. If you are not married, pray for your children unborn now. Pray for your life partner to be brought by the Holy Ghost, even in this month. Make declaration over your business, over your academics, over your intentions. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. God loves your voice. He will honor you. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. I want to pray one more prayer. When 
after the Holy Ghost and Peter was preaching. It says in verse 39 of chapter 2 of Acts, the promise is for you and your children and for all who are far, for all whom the Lord our God will call. That is the baptism of fire. You are going to pray for your children. Salvation is not for you alone, but for you and your household. You are going to pray for your parents. If you are born again and your parents are not. These are we going to pray. Father, your promise. This is for me and my household. As for me and my household, the Lord shall we serve. Every spirit of hell that manipulates members of my household, begin to bind them and cast them to hell. Lift up your voice and pray. Every, every demon of hell assigned to hinder, we bind them in the name of Jesus. Every household represented in this church, we pray for them, Lord God. We break the bowls of wickedness, the scepter of unrighteousness. Stubborn heart, we melt in the name of Jesus. Stony heart, be melted in the name of Jesus. Pray for your parents. Pray for your children. Anyone that is bound by Satan will break the shackles. Let veils be removed. Tell the Lord, extend your Holy Spirit unto them. The baptism of fire is for everybody. Send your fire, send your fire, send your fire over us, over the entire members of our household. Send your fire, send your fire, send your fire, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father God. In Jesus' anointed name, we are praying with thanksgiving. Then the angel who was speaking to me left. And another angel came to meet him and said to him, Run, tell that young man, Jerusalem will be a city without walls. Every wall that the enemy had built around you, around your household, around all your children, around your husband or wives, every wall that ideologies are built today I command them to be removed in the name of Jesus Jerusalem shall be a city without war it said because of the great number of men and livestock every wall of the devil over your church I command them to be taken away in the name of Jesus Christ I call your livestock to come I call your men to come. Livestock is used to typify or describe wealth. While men are the saved souls. I speak to the east and the north and the west and the south. Every son and daughter of Christ with tabernacle that be held bound. Loose them in the name of Jesus Christ. I command them to begin to come. From every tribe and tongue. I call them to begin to manifest. Every wealth that God has ordained for this house. So that we can get the whole of Europe to their knees for Jesus. 
and goes to the ends of the earth sending missionaries again. That great British shall be great again by sending missionaries to the ends of the earth. I call the sources. Come in the name of Jesus, Father of Nazareth. I call the sources. Come in the name of Jesus, Father. Manifest as promotion. Manifest as successes. Manifest as excellence. Manifest as intelligence. Manifest as revelation. Manifest as wisdom. Manifest as knowledge. Resources from heaven. Receive in the name of Jesus. Every one of you in business, I declare that the Lord will multiply your resources. Bless all your businesses. Everyone in transactions that can bring in resources, release us to the transactions. By this time tomorrow, you will celebrate to God. You will celebrate God. In this, by this time tomorrow, you will celebrate everyone that has expectation in the area of resources and, and business transactions. By this time tomorrow, you shall celebrate. There shall be performance for you. It says, and I myself will be the wall of fire and the glory within. May the fire of God from heaven surround you. The fire of God from heaven surround CFT. The fire of God from heaven surround you. Anyone listening to me at home, Pakata, receive the fire in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. May your home be surrounded by fire of God. Anywhere you go, you surround by fire of God. May the glory of God within you radiate through you. May you be full of the glory. May you be engulfed by the glory. When people shall see you, they will see the glory. When the enemy shall attack you, he shall encounter the fire. When men shall see you, they will see the glory. When the enemy shall come against you, he will encounter the fire. Every scheme of Satan shall be destroyed before you. By the fire of God, you will defeat the gates of hell. Every demon that comes near you shall be roasted in fire. Every mortal man that comes near you shall see the glory of God. They will contact the glory. So shall it be. And so it is. Everyone that was set to a barren, you are fruitful. I say that anyone that has impediment in child-bearing, you are made fruitful. From heaven, Lord, I apply to heaven for children. Receive in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Thank you, Father, because it's done. Anyone that came here with sickness, you are made whole. That person who has a problem in the knees, your knees is here right now. In the name of Jesus, your knees are here right now. <clears throat> Anyone that has problem with the bones, your bones are here right now. Every joint of the body, I cause pain to be removed out of them. I cause them from their root to die. From the crown of your head to the sole of your feet, you are made whole. Somebody receive a new lungs. Somebody receive a new heart. Somebody receive a new kidney. Somebody receive a new liver. Somebody receive a new ovary. Receive a new oviduct. Receive a new womb. In the name of Jesus. Everything in you that was defective. I ask in the name of Jesus. I apply to the spare parts in heaven where human parts are. Every part of your organ that has lost function. Receive new one. In the name of Jesus. Receive new one. Our faith is in the name. And I speak in the name of Jesus. Be made whole in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Father, I thank you. It's done. We give you the praise and honor and glory. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. Somebody will celebrate tomorrow. Somebody will glorify God tomorrow. Somebody will testify tomorrow. The word of God has spoken to your life shall not return back to God. As you leave my presence tonight, it shall begin manifesting. 
your life of tomorrow before we read the third day, for the third day is the day of perfection, the Lord will manifest everything I've spoken to you. You will come back here rejoicing in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Put your hands together for the King of Heaven. Hallelujah forevermore. Do you know, the Lord said to me, why don't you ask for someone to be saved? Bow your heads where you are. And let me ask this. If you are watching or you are here, and you have not accepted Jesus Christ, and you want to do that tonight, place your hand on your chest where you are, and say after me, Lord Jesus, I thank you because you died for me. I confess before you, I am a sinner. I ask you, Lord Jesus, to forgive me my sins. Forgive me all my sins. I repent before you as I confess my sins before you. Lord Jesus, I depend on your blood for forgiveness of my sins. I surrender my life and I ask you to come into my heart. Thank you, Father, for saving me. In Jesus' name. If it's your first time that you have done that, I want to contact us on our telephone or the office or write us so that we can celebrate God with you and also help you to know what next step to take. The will of God is that we will be like him. As many that he foreknew, he also pre-programmed or predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his son so that Jesus will become the firstborn among many brothers. God bless you all. Let's take our seats, please, in the heavenly places. Choir, please come over. Maybe before we take the offering, I think Pastor Jesus should come and handle that tonight. But before we take the offering, let me welcome anyone watching with us for the first time.